Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a slightly hungover and fairly giddy Coleman Had a Dream podcast. Uh, I am joined, as ever, by Ruth. Hi, Ruth. How are you doing? Silly question, I suppose. Yeah, giddy is a good descriptor, I think. It was one of those just amazingly joyful, giddy, silly, fun days, wasn't it? It really, really was. I've, uh, Yeah, it was fantastic. Where, so where did you watch it? T- talk us through it. Well, I was I was at home because it was a nine a.m. here, um, so it was obviously better than the six a.m. from Saturday. So I'd actually managed to like get up and have a coffee and have some breakfast and vaguely be in the world. Um, but now I was just at home watching it. Uh, so lots of you know shouting at the telly and all the usual, stomping around. The usual, the classic stuff. <laughs> the classic stuff. Uh, well, I went to my local pub uh, to to watch it with a few of us as well. Uh, Ant and Podge and uh, uh, one of the Dutch guys from work, Nils, came. He said he had so much fun when I broke my hand that he wanted to come uh, just in case something funny happened again. Um, but it was a... I'm going to describe it as a remarkable day, I think. <laughs> I don't know what I thought was going to happen, but uh, it was it was pretty amazing, to be fair. And I think... You know, we said before we started, we haven't really planned anything. We're just going to kind of chat through things and, and, and see what comes out. Um, so let's do just that. Um, obviously, the big kind of key starting point was the starting lineup, I guess, in that there were no changes. Were you surprised by that or kind of glad? I think I was glad because when we were chatting at the weekend after the Switzerland game, I think one of the points I made was to have some stability I felt that on Saturday we looked like a team that hadn't played in that formation for a while never mind that particular combination of 11 players so I think uh, I think I was in favor of the status quo I I might have changed Mepham out um, and brought Davies inside and gone with Nico Williams on the left but I think if anything that was the only change I would have made from the 11 shows what I know <laughs> <laughs> I mean he was amazing wasn't he I, I, he was you know we talked we, we kind of questioned him recently and he's not had a great season um, in, in terms of form with, with injuries as well but he was just outstanding he was so physical um, and read things so so well I was I was super impressed with him well him and Joe Rodden the pair of them were ridiculous really but I agree with your point about the starting 11 I, I, I would have changed Ampadu maybe for Morel just on the basis of the the his 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 better use or ability to be able to use the ball I think um, but I would th- assume that was still an injury related situation obviously kind of Ampadu's kind of being weaned back in um, and again shows what I know uh, you know he Morel's work rate and, and, and energy and just general hurling himself into everything was was just fantastic I mean it, the game started so well for us didn't it we sort of dominated that first I think I, I watched the game back today we dominated maybe the first 25 minutes I would say pretty much yeah I think that's a that's a fair comment we st- we started really well I mean to the point where I was already by about 20 minutes in thinking we've missed our chances this is going to come back and haunt us you know um and I think you can only you can only really think that when you've had a good opening to a game, you can only worry about the consequences yeah. of not taking your chances when you've been playing well enough to make them after all. Um, but I thought the yeah, I think we, we were just so much better in 
any number of ways. We were we were faster to everything. There was much more pace to the game, which obviously suited it. I mean, to the point where at times it was a bit frantic. Yeah. Um, you know, perhaps overly so. Um, and we weren't letting them allow, allowing them to settle either as well, I think, which was a, a real plus of that opening yeah. part of the game. Yeah, I think that was the key part for me. We didn't let them settle. The things you and I, and I'm sure every Wales fan kind of talked about and what me and, and I'm, uh, one of the guys went to the pub with we were talking about before matches, you know, we've got to kind of set the pace. We've got to be faster than we were uh, in the first game. We've got to play higher up the pitch than we than we did in the first game. We've got to be, kind of take the game to them a little bit more. And I and I felt like we really, really did do that in the end. Um, and, you know, I, I've said that to you. I've just pulled up the stats here just to, to have a bit of a look. Um, we only had 36% possession, which kind of surprises me. I, I would have expected it to be quite even, to be fair, but I suppose that we seem to do a lot of our work with the ball on the break, moving forward quite quickly. We weren't kind of, we limited ourselves a little bit in terms of those kind of backwards and sideways passes. Yes, I think it, it was much more purposeful possession that we have. We had, I can't think of many points in the game where we were literally passing it across the back four. Yeah. Um, we we kind of got away from that, thank God. Um, and I so I think it's one of those games where possession might not mean much because we made them behave in that way, whereas we had the energy and the scope to be much more on the on the front foot. Well, like you said there, we were so much more effective on the ball, weren't we? I mean, when the, when we started, especially, I mean, Ramsey's obviously had two chances. Moore's had one, well, I don't want to say cleared off the line, but they're kind of, where the, the ball has been crossed and headed back to him um, has been cleared away. And, and in that time, really, they did have one good chance. Um, but I felt like even though they may have had a decent amount of the ball, they kind of didn't really affect the game much with it. And I felt like, I don't want to say we were comfortable because that's not fair. It was deeply uncomfortable at times. But I, I, feel, I feel like it wasn't like, you know, it was, you know, 10 shots cleared off the line, all that sort of stuff. You know, they only had six shots on target in the end. So, you know, I, I think you're right. It was it was effective the way we used the ball. And I mean, it was... It was quite impressive, really, kind of how many chances we were making and the things we were doing and how we were playing. It was just the first half, especially, I thought was a real, a real joy to watch. Yeah, no, I thought the first half we were absolutely excellent. I think, although it was the same eleven, I do think there was a slight tweak in Ramsey's role. He seemed to be more obviously in a sort of number ten yeah. position. I think. Part of that is we were just so much further up the field, and so it just kind of sat better. Uh, but I think I think it just all gelled so much better than uh, than against the Swiss, and, and think, that was particularly sorry. evident at the start of the game. No, I agree, and I think that tweak, whether it was intentional or otherwise, I think that served a purpose in the bigger picture of pulling us up the field a, a bit as well. Mm -hmm. We had to get people in and around more, and that push pulled our midfield forward, and it allowed us to kind of do stuff in the in the in the in an attacking part of the pitch which was so effective and impressive and of course then the the moment we were all waiting for the the Aaron Ramsey goal just before half time i mean oh my goodness me i i've watched that back obviously today you know a bunch of times and at first i thought that was made by the ball from bale as much as it was from ramsey's finish but when you look at that 
Ramsey's movement, and I don't know if you've seen this back, but Ramsey's movement is so clever. He pulls the number 10 in, their number 10, who I realised had a tattoo of the number 10 on his arm, which I thought was a, a, not a particular fan of. Um, but he pulled him in and he tried to get the number 10 to pass him off to someone else. And as soon as he got passed off to someone else, you could see the number 10 points as if to say, he's not mine anymore. And as soon as that number 10 switched off, Ramsey just went, ran through into that space. And his movement and his timing of the movement was, uh, oh my God, it was so good. Yeah, I think it's the timing that's what strikes me. The, the ability just to read what your player, I Bale, is going to do, but also how the defence is reacting. And just to, I mean, you're talking about fractions of seconds to get that right. And he, and it, as we've said, it wasn't the first time in the game that he'd done that either. Um, and I, I think it's just so impressive. And the, the quality of his play in particular shone through yesterday, didn't it? I mean, it's, it's an obvious thing to say, but when him and Bale have a better game, it, the, the difference is notable on everyone around them. You know, again, stupid to say, I guess, but um, it, it is true. And you know that they were just the pair of them were was so um, again, like effective is the word I keep saying, but it, it is true. They were really, really effective. Um, and obviously, and Ramsey's I'm, I know made I'm those jumping about in the sequence of the game a, a bit as, as well, Dave. But they were effective defensively as well. Yeah. Like you look at that clearing, that tackle that Ramsey made late in the game. Yeah. Um, I can't even remember who it was against now, but the ground he covers to get back and make that tackle. Bale was good on some of the defensive headers as well. So then, you know, then they're contributing everywhere on the field. I think that was And I think thing. that's one of, the, one of the indicators that they're having a better game as well as when they're involved kind of dynamically across the field. That's it, isn't it? They were involved in everything in one way, shape or form. I mean, just to go back to that uh, tackle that, that uh, Ramsey made, the ground he made up, was almost as impressive as anything else. He was so quick. He read that f- such a long time in advance and kind of predicted what was going to happen and, and made his move to, to do something about it and was so great. And like you say, Bale losing the ball sometimes, trying to run at people, you know. He, I thought he had quite a weird game. You're right, we are jumping around here. But I thought Bale had quite <laughs> a weird game in that there was some stuff he did really, really well, obviously. His contribution, the penalty he won, um, the two assists for the two goals, could have been more if 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 Ramsey has taken his chances. Um, but there were other times where his decision making was kind of off. Like some of his, there was one point where we were running in the first half three against two, and he's just tried to run mm-hmm. round someone and just got nowhere. He completely messed it up, and and kind of the opportunity was was scarper. So there were times in the game I was just like I'm, I was a bit confused what he's doing. But in looking back at it today and thinking about it, it's actually a real positive. I think that he's got that sense of confidence to run at people and, and and challenge and and you know put himself in a situation where he could hurt himself really that's what it comes down to I think in his head at least and I think the fact that he's willing to do that and confident enough to do that and, and kind of being effective at taking people on or trying to be at least and driving the team on and trying to affect the game are just again just so positive. I think confidence is a, a key thing isn't it I think we've We've been looking at his confidence in terms of how he's feeling physically. And I think there's evidence that, that you know, he's wherever he needs to be in that sense. But I think what what struck me watching this game in particular was that there was a kind of confidence in 
like a mental confidence in the way he was marshalling things a bit more than perhaps he's been done recently. And and that sort of cheeky nature, like, I mean, the, the second goal is a classic example of that. But and it's not like he just did it once. We'd done it in the in, from the corner on the other side, like literally 90 seconds before. So I I think he is in a good place physically, but I think he's also in a good place mentally. Yeah, that obviously that that's all for the better for us. I mean, absolutely. I mean, we'll come to the penalty in the, in the situation uh, in a bit. There's just a, a couple of things I wanted to mention from the first half as well. And again, we'll talk about Danny Ward properly in a bit. But he was, I thought, really, really good. Um, you know, time for me to eat humble pie on that, really. I, I, I thought he was contender for man of the match with the late save he made. He made a couple of good ones from corners. Um, but just the way we defended as a unit, I thought, was so impressive. You know, Joe Morrell heading balls off the line. And, you know, it was just a really cohesive solid performance and you know I think it's a, a real positive sign that I feel like we're kind of growing into the tournament a little bit but with each kind of passing minute never mind each passing game and um, I just think that our defensive setup and shape was you know as effective I would say that I was slightly concerned again watching it back today that they did get in a couple of times they did have two or three good 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 chances throughout the whole game and I feel like that's the sort of thing where an Italy a scoring all two, you know, a scoring two of those three or something like that, and then it does change the game. But, you know, on the whole, I just I thought we were defensively excellent. I thought uh, the, your use of the word cohesion was was interesting, Dave, because I think we're very much more the case than that was very much more the case than the game against Switzerland. I think we looked like a sort of independent group on on uh, Saturday whereas looked much more much more like a unit um, against Turkey I thought part of that I think is Mepham stepping up his play he was look you know looked much more um, able to cope with uh, to, to cope with the demands of of the game uh, yesterday and uh, I actually wonder whether he was targeted a little bit by the Turks particularly in the opening part of the game and uh, I thought he handled that attention very well yeah i mean you know we've been critical of him here and you know again we've got to kind of say you know give credit where credit's due and and he really did deliver yesterday i mean someone else who i do think we should talk about as well before we go on to the second half is danny ward who just did everything right uh yesterday didn't didn't put a foot wrong i was i was so so impressed with him and, and you know he's really putting himself in the shop window in a in a, in a in a bigger picture situation for him as well. So just so impressive to, to see him kind of growing. And again, like I say, I'm, I'm happy to admit that I got that one wrong. Oh, obviously. And I think there was a, a save late, late in the game in particular that was, uh, was um, a quick kind of tight uh, near post save, if I remember rightly. Uh, but I think overall his game was excellent and I liked some of the you know like wasting time from the 50th minute to the point where he was hauled up by the referee and you know just being kind of savvy and mature with his play I think there's a lot of evidence of him as him growing on that kind of um 
adjunct side of the role as well. Yeah, I mean, that little thing where he's done like the fake kick and then picked up the ball was just oh, yes. so great. <laughs> I've got so much time for people being that much of a dick. Like, it was brilliant. I, I absolutely loved it, I've got to say. Um, yeah, and obviously going into half time, like we were chatting in the pub and saying that we felt fairly confident about the whole situation just if we kept kind of creating chances. And I did feel that second half we kind of allowed them back into the game to an extent, possession-wise. Like, we did give them the ball... But it, I, I felt like, again, watching it back today, I felt like we were still fairly in control of the situation. You know, we, we did give the ball away a little bit too much, but, you know, we were kind of shepherding them, I think, uh, really effectively into, into places that we wanted them to go. They didn't kind of dictate the game despite having all the ball, is probably what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I agree. I think although they were more active, more involved, had more possession, they there wasn't really an increase in their creativity and their chances was there. So I think, as you said, we were kind of marshalling what they were doing very well. And I think that is something that I feel like Rob Page has maybe kind of brought, I think, to an extent. We don't have to be kind of all out and we don't have to keep the ball as much as Giggs wanted us to. We, we, we're happy to be without the ball. And we were like that under gigs a little bit, but I felt like especially so um, this time around. Um, and again, it just, I felt like we were just seeing out the game. And it di- I'm not going to pretend that I was perfectly calm about the whole situation. I was absolutely terrified. Um, and I felt like, obviously, Bale goes down, ref gives a pen, and he, and he misses it. And you're thinking like, oh my God, this is Wales. This is going to happen again. What, you know, what, why, why is this always happening? Um, but... You know, again, we just saw things out so well. I mean, uh, to look at that penalty, um, a definite penalty for me, Ruth. I don't know. I don't know what you think. Oh yeah, I have. I don't think there was any question about that. And in fairness, the Tur- Turkish team didn't really um, argue as vehemently as I, th- I think a team tends to if the, if they feel they're being hand- hard done by. I think they they could see that. And as soon as you add in bar to that situation, I think there was even less question. Yeah, I mean, definitely inside, definitely got a touch of him. I don't doubt. Gareth has won it in inverted commas a little bit, but uh, he's 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 done what he needed to do. I mean, and then obviously the actual penalty itself was uh, well. Yeah, rubbish. it was. In- there was an interesting stat on. Um, I don't know where I saw it today. I guess it was probably ESPN, and with the miss today as well. There's something I like. Only one of the five penalties awarded so far have actually. Um, been scored successfully, which is a really interesting, <clears throat> interesting proportion. Um, so I think, you know, Bale's not on his own in terms of missing penalties. Uh, so, but I mean, that was, that wasn't even a miss, was it? That was skied. Um, I mean, that- um, when the, when the goalkeeper doesn't have to do anything, yeah. uh, that's a proper miss. <laughs> I mean, it is very rare. I say I could have done something better than Gareth Bale, but I reckon I would have taken a better penalty, even if the keeper saved it. I don't think I'd be able to get it up that high. Bad choice of words. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I don't think I would. So you know, it was, it was, yeah, it wasn't great. But you know, he didn't kind of drop. He kept working, kept kind of sticking to what he needed to do, and obviously. By the end of the game, he really, really, uh, he really, really showed us what he's capable of, and that you know, it gave me a heart attack. But that little kind of turn and pirouette and charging down on goal, you know, obviously the first time he's had the shot himself, probably should have passed it to Kiefer Moore, and and he didn't. But second time he did pass, and uh, you know what 
what a great bit of ingenuity to kind of kill the game off. What Connor Roberts is doing there, I have no idea, but good for him. Um, and obviously he buries it. And uh, I would describe the 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 situation as scenes. I think is what the uh, is what the kids say these days. So scenes in the pub, yeah. uh, running about the place, going going mental. So yeah, it I was. I think fantastic. I managed scenes here all on my own. All on your own. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, yeah, to, it was just lovely. to go back to the penalty a, a minute, Dave. I thought it was interesting when Bale was talking about it after the game. It's one of the very rare occasions where he's used "I" rather than "we," um, and he talked about, you know, I was basically I was pleased with myself that I held it together after the penalty, and I thought that was interesting because it showed how conscious he was of it as a as a miss and how pivotal it might have been and how much pressure he kind of internalized afterwards that he could have screwed it up, um, but was then able to hold it together to the point where he's still doing the, um, the kind of thinking and cheating that was going on at, at the end. Um, So I, I think that's another, another kind of going back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier about where he's in a good place mentally as well. And then like, the, the cheekiness of those two corners at the end. I mean, you can you can hear, I could hear Coleman in my head, you know, <laughs> stay, keep in the corner, <laughs> stay in the corner, don't do anything, just stay there. Um, and I'm sure Paige was saying more or less the same yeah. thing. Um, and I think to do it twice and to catch, catch the defence out twice with it, um, I, I heard... Mepham um, apparently was shouting at, at Roberts about like yeah. where are you going, don't go up, what are you doing. Um, so I, I love the fact that he just kind of did it anyway. Him. Yeah, exactly. You know? sod, sod you, I'm going. I th- do you know the one thing I thought of when I was again watching it back today was I thought that I wonder if they'd planned that. I wonder if they thought. I wonder if they looked at something before because the penalty box was fairly empty because there was only one mm-hmm. Wales player in it. There was, there was, it was fairly empty. The, the the Turkish players weren't really defending the box, and I was wonder. I, I thought to myself, I wonder if it's something they've seen before and and have decided to try and act on. Because to do it once is is one thing, but to do it twice, one after the other, it said to me a little bit anyway. That was maybe pre pre planned, but I might just be uh, I might just be jumping the gun a bit there. I don't think that's unreasonable because everybody is expecting you just to. You know, two of you hide in the corner and try and hold the hold the ball and and hope it just keeps ricocheting out for throws, don't you? Basically, yeah. um, and it, and and if you're lucky, it's another corner. And um, I don't think anybody expected them to to do anything more than that, so deep into into um, extra time. So I think uh, it wouldn't surprise me if not necessarily as consciously as you're saying, but that, uh, perhaps at least the penny had dropped with with bail that you know there's there's opportunities yeah, here. yeah definitely and i, and I think we utilize that well and it just shows his, his ability uh, you know as well doesn't it um obviously you know you'd like to think now that one way or another that will see us out of the group yeah i mean the looking at the stats the the chances of us not at least finishing in third are minuscule to the point where there would have to be so many weird and wonderful results. Now, this is us. Doesn't mean that yeah. that whatever it is, point eight of a point oh of a percent or something, um, doesn't mean it can't that can't happen to us because it probably usually does. Yeah. Um, 
but I, you know, you've you've got to be hopeful after after that. I think it would be really really strange to have four points and not get out of the yeah group. I, I totally agree. I totally agree, and I I think that as well. Uh, the god the way the goal difference is at the moment sees us in a very positive uh, place in terms of coming second as well, because I do think the Italians looking ahead to that game. I do think they will try and rest a couple. And I think I I wouldn't be surprised if we do. I'm not sure I would have made I would make that decision, but I could see us resting. I I don't I'm not sure that Kiefer Moore will start, for example. Um but it's it's an interesting one now because I think we've just got to be looking and hoping that either Turkey do something against Switzerland, which kind of guarantees things for us then. Um or they just don't hammer Turkey, um, and, and or we slash we don't get hammered ourselves, and our goal difference switches. And but again, I feel like that's fairly unlikely. I, I feel like the aim will probably be from everyone's side in that game. Look, lads, we 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 don't need anything. You don't need anything. We can help each other out here. I'm not suggesting you know, there's anything untoward going on. Although it is it is Italian football, but um, I, I wouldn't. I, I just feel like that's the sort of thing. There might be some sort of mutual uh, understanding between everyone of like, look, should we just should we just call this quits, call it a draw, and uh, and get out of here? I I can see the game kind of petering out to a to a nil nil. I'd be surprised if it's a nil nil. I can't see them not scoring <laughs> when you think the regularity with which they have been scoring. I I do think it's an interesting dilemma. <clears throat> For both teams as well, actually, because they'll what I think momentum is really important in tournaments. And I think we I think, for example, we gained in Euro 16 when we couldn't take our foot off the pedal in the in the Russia game and we had to keep going. Um, And but equally in this season of all seasons, I can see rest being important. I can see protecting some players that are on yellows being important um i wouldn't be playing davies and i wouldn't be playing more for that reason i think to be honest um mepham's in that category as well but i think he's one of the ones where momentum and further involvement in the in the defensive kind of setup might be worth taking the chance on him getting another yellow because i i think he's one of the players that's could really do with continuing to build on what's been happening. Whereas I think someone like Joe Allen could sit at a game and you know you're still going to get 110% out of him. So I do think it's an interesting one as to um, whether you keep going and you, you, you keep the momentum of it. But then, you know, then are you putting your best foot forward against you know, perhaps not the best Italian team and you still might lose. And what does that kind of do for people's state of mind? Are you almost better approaching it like we did the Mexico game and kind of taking the reins off and letting, letting the, I don't want to call them the B team because I don't think the Brooks and the Wilsons of the world are, are B team players by any means, um, but use it as much as well to give an opportunity for some tournament experience to the wider group. You know, there's it's rare that you're in a tournament and you can actually take your your foot off who you're playing. Um, I, I I actually think there's a lot there's a lot of things to to juggle and judge ahead of um, ahead of Sunday actually because I think. 
there's so many ways you can approach this. And I think finding the right route through is going to be quite tricky. Yeah, it is. I I personally, like I say, I don't think I would change much. Maybe I would bring more out. And I do think the logic of trying to go for a nil-nil is probably the best step forward in everyone's interest. So I I could see us drop into five at the back. um, And I could see us playing the false nine, especially now that... Uh, oh God, I've got his name. Now that Chiellini is is injured and it looks like he's going to miss our game, the interesting thing for them is that they none of their players have got or had any yellow cards, so they are not in that same position as us, which which I think is interesting. Um, so any sort of rotation from them will just be purely kind of tactical. But I mean, you look at their bench. I mean, goodness me, they've got some, you know fairly terrifying players to, to, to be on that bench in like Toloi, Chiesa, Cristianti, Bernadeschi, like some really, really good players. And, you know, looking at their front line as well, like Immobile, Berardi and Insignia, you know, that's that's terrifying, frankly. So I, I, I feel like we've, we've got to be careful in that we don't put our Bs out in inverted commas and the the knock-on effect of that is and I do think for example it, it hindered Turkey you know you lose 3-0 to someone like they did and all of a sudden you're like bloody hell like is it you, you, it's a big turnaround required going into what would hopefully be a last 16 match that looking at that if we come second we're looking at playing the second place team which I would you know say is a, is a, is a massive bonus um, in, in, in the Belgium group so Finland Denmark or Russia most likely going to be uh, one of Finland and and Russia now, um, so you know it's it's a really it's a really interesting prospect because I feel like we shouldn't be going into that game on the back of a defeat or certainly having taken our foot off the gas. I don't think that kind of does anyone any favours. No, I, I I don't disagree with you. I think I think under normal circumstances, I'd I'd be voting for keeping the momentum going. I just wonder whether because of the nature of this particular season and the the very careful management of players that they've been doing whether we may rest more than we might have done in a you know in a different scenario in a, in a tournament that followed a different season um, it's it's interesting when you look at our our starting 11 how few of them have had what you might think of as a normal kind of played most Saturdays kind of season. And it's very, very few of them. Um, Moore and Roberts might be might be the extent of it, really. Um, and so you've you've had these a lot of players with kind of on and off seasons, whether it's been through form, you know, manager preferences, injuries, and again, and I wonder whether, and, and this is where the kind of the medics come in is are you better just keeping those players going or are you better giving them rest and it might be that it's different answers for different players um you know someone like bale i think he's probably better just keeping going whereas joe allen i think you can he can kind of turn his game on and off more easily so i i think it as much as anything it might be very individual decisions for those for those players as well yeah, I can see that. I mean, my ultimate concern, if I'm honest, especially with Wales, being Wales, is I would hate for us to get done in that game, Switzerland do Turkey, which is entirely feasible, but given that they looked, you know, they, they aren't a, a particularly good side, I don't think, or haven't shown what they're capable of, at least. Um, 
and and then we end up slipping to third place in the group. And okay, I know we're still going through, but then we are going to face a France, a Germany, or a Portugal, most likely. Um, mm-hmm. And I really, really wouldn't fancy that. Um, so I, I do think that we've got to be a little bit careful in that getting through would be great, but it's also there is a purpose to getting through. Like I think if we were to come second, we'd face probably Russia in my, in my view, um, eminently beatable. Um, and then we'd probably be playing the Dutch in a quarter final. Well, you know, the Dutch are a good side, but they're not what they were. They definitely will concede goals. They're a little bit in transition. Um, you know, we could be looking at a point if we're on that side of the draw, you know, we, we could be looking at quarter final or semi final again. Like, and I know that's quite pie in the sky to say right now but I, d- I do think there's there's definitely an element of that and I feel like if we come third just on the basis of trying to rest a few players or whatever and and that ends our tournament at the last 16 I think that'd be a, that'd be a real shame um and that we I just don't want us to put ourselves in an unnecessary situation I guess I'd, yeah I'd, like I said I, I would always vote for momentum I just think there's more questions now because of the nature of this tournament, because of the nature of our starting 11. I think there's still quite a lot of questions. Three of them have got yellow cards. You know, I think there's a, a scenarios there where just keeping going with the same starting 11 might not be what we see. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I did wonder at one point. And I, I, can, see, I can see how ju- even just swapping more and putting Wilson in, you know, perhaps giving James a game off because he has run himself ragged in the heat of Baku. You know, I can see pluses where um, changes where they might not in and of themselves be particularly negative to the formation. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, it's not easy. And, you know, it it would be difficult. I was wondering if there may have been an element of someone may have been looking around a little bit and thought to themselves, could Kiefer Moore get himself a second yellow card of the tournament last night and, misses the third <laughs> misses the third game but we wipe that slate clean for the for the for the last 16 like, I just know this may be a little bit cynical but I, I was a bit surprised at that I gotta be honest because I you know if we're going to rest him so to speak for the Italy game or that was that is the plan you would have thought we may as well get some sort of benefit out of it but again that's, <laughs> that's perhaps a bit uh, a bit fanciful I suppose and um, I want to ask you one more question which is I heard someone or a few people say in fact that they thought this is Wales's best performance since we beat Russia uh, in Euro 2016. And I wondered if you agreed with that. I think it means what... I think it depends what you mean by performance. Um, If it's a win under extreme circumstances, then no, because I think the win against Belgium is higher up the list. If it's playing football and and performing in the in the almost kind of artistic sense then yes perhaps perhaps it is um uh yeah so i think to answer your question i think it depends on what you mean by performance i think for me obviously the belgium game is 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 a is a is a given i suppose but i think for me Football-wise, we have played better since than we did last night. There were some great elements, and I know it was a Nations League game, and I know it was against the Republic of Ireland, but in that game, for example, we controlled and dominated and, and just destroyed them in that game. 
and as a footballing performance, I thought that was better. I think it's just difficult to judge, I suppose, because ultimately as well, we're judging different managers, different parameters. There's been, you know, this is our third manager effectively in that period that we're talking about, um, which that changes things and the way we're trying to play and stuff. I personally, just for my sanity and my mental health, I feel like having 36% possession does nothing for me. Um, in, in the sense that it ages me five years. I feel like every minute that passes is another year off my life. Um, and uh, so in that sense, I, pref- I prefer us to be kind of controlling the game. So that whereas we, I think against Russia, we absolutely dominated that game as well. Um, and for large portions of the Belgium game as well, I thought we kind of really controlled that game. So I don't know. I thought it was an interesting question because it kind of really made me think back through some kind of different performances and kind of evaluate where we are. But I mean, I think there was something, there was a joy in the Russia game um, that the tension yesterday and the fact that we were only basically one, one nil up. Um, I, th- I think, I think the rush, I think the Russia game was more of a sign of immersive fun experience. It didn't have the tension that yesterday's game had. It didn't have the tension that the Belgium game had. Um, so I can see why when people look back, it's 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 held up very much as a kind of celebratory game, as it were, because just throughout, we could just sit back and enjoy it. I remember when we were watching at the time, it was like, we don't get we were talking to each other, you know, we don't get games like this. We don't get games so we can actually just not be biting our nails and enjoy, enjoy what's being put on for us and what's, what's, what our players are doing to represent us. And I think, so I think it's, I think it's, it's a different game in that sense. I think it's, it's, um, it was more of a show in that sense. And so that's why I wonder whether it, it gets ranked because of what, how, people interpret performance yeah i mean for me i I would say that that russia game is is the best i i think i've ever seen a wales team play in a big game an important game add the context that into it i don't think i've ever seen wales play that well and i would include the belgium game in that because again we just controlled the russia game from start to finish and that was so impressive um which which i loved um but yeah i mean i think the reality of the situation is and i you know it's very very rare that I will uh, take something from podcast Peldroid, but um, I saw them tweet, and it's so true. We shouldn't be saying this is, you know, it's, it's great for us to be here, a small country, all this sort of stuff. We kind of need to normalize this, and I think that's <laughs> the key to this. I think, in my opinion, and just to link to that kind of previous question of the, the best performance, just because we've won, you know, well at a tournament, that does not you know, it doesn't have to be the best performance ever. I'm not being critical of it. It was obviously a, a great performance, but what I'm saying is it doesn't have to be this is the best thing ever because we want and should get our heads in the mind in in the space of this is what we do. This is, is, is normal. It is the norm that Wales have gone into a big game in a major tournament and done the thing they needed to do. And I and I thought that was a really interesting way of putting it. And, and I thought that that was a really good take. Uh, as, as 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 much as I hate that phrase, um, so and and I think that is really really true. And I think we do need to normalise it and and say yes, it was a very good performance, and it doesn't have to be the best ever. You know, we we need to normalise this. We need to, um, 
we need to just be happy that we won and enjoy that moment. It doesn't need to be on a pedestal per se. There is, I mean, when that, I think it's different when it comes from sort of internally. Uh, those of us that have been watching Wales long enough, you know, just kind of for, for funsies sort of ranking ranking games. But it, I, I, I agree with the sentiment because it can be a little patronising, like, oh, you know, we're picking out, you've got basically, what well, it's almost saying you've got so few games that have had this meaning and have had this significance that you can actually isolate them. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, I, I, I would like, I agree. I would like to think that we are developing a whole kind of library of games like this Correct. that we can argue over. <laughs> Absolutely. No. And I do take the point a hundred percent, you know, you are right in that, you know, it isn't normal <laughs> to an extent, but I think the the sentiment, I guess, of the we need to normalise this, I think is really, really important. And I thought that was really yeah. a, a really valid point. No, no, I agree. I agree with the sentiment, definitely. Um, to to look ahead then to Italy, Ruth, uh, just, before, just before we perhaps wrap up, um, I think I am going to say that I think it's going to be a nil-nil draw. Um, I, I can still see Italy winning. I'm, I'm just hoping that it's, um, it's insufficient that, uh, we hang on to that nice goal difference yeah. ahead of the Swiss. So I think I might go for a one nil Italy. Cause I think the Swiss will go at Turkey. Turkey are down and out but zero think, points. You know, they'll, yes, they'll but have I a go at the them. Turks might be, you know how like when teams are relegated and they come out firing somehow and have a good game out of the blue. Um, I wonder whether the, the Turks being a bit of a sort of wounded beast um, and, it, and they're not entirely out of things. I mean, if they if they can get three points and some of the other results in other groups go their way, they may, they will have, still have a chance of a third place. True, I suppose um, they're not down and out. I would just be... Like, no, they're not down and out. They'd, yeah. need, they'd need a big win as well to get to a reasonable goal. Their goal difference is minus five. They'd, they'd, they'd mm-hmm. need a big win. I just... Yeah, you're all, all right, I suppose. They've got to give it a go. Um, so you never know what might happen. But, uh, you know, yeah, I think it, I think the Wales... I think we'll switch to five at the back and I think we will kind of... I think they'll make changes and I think we will just play out a, a goalless draw is my, is my guess. But... Uh, I could be wrong. I, I want to mention uh, a couple of things quickly before we go. Um, Helen Ward has done predictions for our Game Lard magazine, and she very smugly, I would say, uh, tweet, <laughs> tweeted us uh, last night. She's got both her corrections uh, uh, predictions correct so far. So well done to Helen. If you haven't looked at Game Lard, please go to com and do so. And please head to Cymru150.com as well and have a look at some of the prints that we have got on offer. Um I think to finish, Ruth, I think we need to have some sort of, um, you know, just some sort of giddy excitement uh, <laughs> praise moment. And I and I just I just want to finish really by saying that it, this is very different. It's not the same as it as it as it could have been or as as it was four five years ago. But this is still such an amazing experience. Like after the game yesterday, obviously I 
turned to to the to the boys I was with and kind of just we had a big hug, uh, and obviously I had a, a you know started crying instantly, um, and you know did some FaceTime, spoke to you, spoke to like spoke to Gav, spoke to to O's, uh, spoke to Paul, I spoke to a load of the lads and and Bainesy and his old man. It was just so nice to see people and excited and giddy around Welsh football and. You know that that team are doing that for us, and they're doing it for Wales and and it's for the country and and for the people and the people who love football and the people who are getting into football. It's genuinely inspirational, and it makes me so so happy um, that that this is happening. And you know, I was just skipping about the place last night, me and Griff the Dragon walking down the road, shaking fists at anyone who went past me. I had my Wales flag wrapped round me. People looking at me like I was a lunatic, and uh, I was just so so happy um i I can't explain well i can't explain but uh, everyone everyone else feels the same i'd imagine it was just such a great thing and i I just think these players have done so much for us and it's just so so fantastic to be on this kind of journey again really uh i think the use of a journey is is that's what it feels like doesn't it you you have on any trip, you have good days and bad days. You have false starts. You have missed connections. You know, you get upgrades on the airplane. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a it's a journey. And I think that the fact that the the whole setup, the team, the players, the backroom staff, the FAW, the way that they enable the wider Welsh football community to be part of the journey. I, I, I can't praise them enough for that. I think that despite everything, despite the fact that we're literally scattered all the way around the world, yeah. everybody can feel part of this and everybody can take the joy in this and just the amazingness of it. <laughs> um, and, I think it's it's just a great time to be a football fan, isn't it? It's just amazing. It really, really is amazing, and it's so much fun. Um, I have one more thing that I wanted to add, and then I promise I'm done, which is I just wanted to say thank you. Ruth and I have had like huge numbers turn up on our podcast and, and, and the website and stuff in the last seven days. I've just seen now we've had, again, over a 1,000 listeners in, in seven days. So that's huge numbers for us when this is just too... Two two friends who work together, chatting nonsense, uh, you know, on in different continents. Um, the fact that so many people uh, want to join in and listen and uh, and kind of be in touch with us on Twitter and Facebook and whatever and uh, and interact with us and listen to the frankly nonsense that we spout. Uh, I uh, I I'm sure I Ruth it feels the same way that we're just so grateful that people have kind of tuning in and listening. So just wanted to say a big big thank you. Yeah, can't. <laughs> exactly. Dioch and Varian. The the my this is my last thing. The girls at the at the pub have started writing little messages in Welsh on the beer mats, so to to, to recognise that our table is reserved or the area is reserved. They've started writing little things in Welsh. Comrade a dream has gone on there, and Pobloch and uh, and, and all sorts. So uh, just so so great. I'm having such a good time. Now I am going to stop because now I am waffling. Um, <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. Thank you for your time, as ever, Ruth. Oh, always, always a joy. <laughs> Even <laughs> on the bad times, it's a joy. <laughs>
Well, there you go. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. And we will be back after the Italy game. Hopefully looking forward to a last 16 game. Thank you and goodbye. Bye-bye.